Welcome, everyone, to the Inspired Jewish Woman podcast, a place to come together to meet other passionate Jewish women from around the globe. We here value unity, and we come together from different backgrounds, places, and stages in life. We focus on what unites us, being a Jewish woman. We believe that every woman has a beautiful and unique light to shine to our community and to the world. In these podcast interviews, we find the light in others, and we learn from everyone. These are the topics that matter most to you and empower you to be the inspired Jewish woman that you want to be. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, everybody. Good night from near and far, wherever you are. I want to welcome our guest for tonight, Rachel Espinoza. Hi, everyone. Well, I'll start by introducing our guest tonight. Rachel is a nurse by profession, but right now she is privileged to be raising her four children and supporting her very busy husband, who is working right now as an emergency room doctor. He just finished his residency about a year ago, right? Almost two now. Wow, that's amazing. You really pulled through. It was a hard time. And with you working and him, crazy hours, and it's like a marathon. So very, very privileged to have you and your husband in our community here in Portland. Rachel grew up in Detroit, but her husband did his medical school in Pittsburgh. And now we are so blessed to have you guys as such a big part of our Jewish community here. So I'm going to tell you why I'm so excited for this conversation, because to be really, really honest, the reason that I'm so excited about this topic is because since starting to dabble in it a couple of years ago, I have really stepped up into my leadership. I am feeling much stronger in who I am and who I want to be in the world, how I want to present myself. I feel like learning this stuff has literally grown me like an inch or two inches. And when you integrate the lessons, it could change your life. So I'd like Rachel to come on now. I want Rachel to kind of say hi and start teaching us a little bit about this system. What makes it different? There are so many personality tests and systems. And for those women that are watching that may have gone on a JWRP trip or a momentum trip, we know that Lori Palatnik has her very famous class called Chayim Bracha Tov. It's about different personalities and it's a Jewish twist, okay? There's Myers-Briggs, there's the 16 personalities. I mean, there's so many. I could ask my teenagers, they've heard of so many different ones. What makes this special? How does this system work? Give us like the basics of it and then we'll go from there. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Eve, for having me to talk about this topic that I am so passionate about and so excited about. This is so exciting. So to answer that question, energy profiling, which was created by Carol Tuttle, who by profession has been a lifelong alternative healer and teacher in sort of the area of personal development. So she says that this is a movement-based system. So bear with me for a moment, not a personality system. So she talks about how the term personality, you should put that aside because personality is socially constructed. Whereas your movement is something connected to your energy is something that you're born with. And that is the complete truth of who you are. So she talks about how our true nature is a quality of expression that is from birth with you throughout your life and is created or expresses through five things, body language, facial features, thought and feeling processes, 
behavioral tendencies. And then personality is on there as the fifth, but she says it's the least telling if you want to assess someone's personality. And so that's the basic intro of what energy profiling is. In this system, there are four different categories and the nicknames are type one, type two, type three, type four. They can be described in many different ways. One way I like to keep them straight in my head is they are correlated with the elements of air, water, fire, and earth. And we were all created with all of them within us. But through her research, Carol Tuttle teaches that we are all built sort of like our totem poles all look different of energy types. And we all have a dominant, a secondary, a tertiary, and a quaternary. And what is going to be the biggest expression of who we are, how we experience ourselves and how we experience the world is going to be through our dominant energy. And then to a very large degree, our secondary energy really informs how we experience ourselves and the world. And then less so with the third and the fourth, we might even specifically get clued in by the things we're most challenged by. That could be kind of things that are in our fourth, you know, places where we're really extra triggered or have extra challenges. And so I'll give a quick overview of each type. So type one people, it is an extroverted. So there are two extroverted energies and two introverted energies. Type one is an extroverted energy. It's a movement that is upward and out. It's buoyant. It's effervescent, enthusiastic. These people have a quality of hopefulness and possibility. She talks about the gift that each of these types are born with. And type ones are given the gift of ideas. They have very bright, creative minds and typically just quickly think of possibilities and ideas. They have a very random quality of movement. They're most, not always, but most easily socially engaged. They're very people-oriented naturally. They most easily chit-chat and meet people with a smile and just a brightness. Moving on to type two, correlated with water, is a downward cascading flowing movement. It's calmer. It's gentler. It has to do with connectivity and it's inward. It moves inward and it's an introverted energy. Type two people have the gift of noticing details of creating plans and moving forward with collected details and plans in a very connected way. And they, they have a strong drive to create comfort to other people, emotionally, physically even. And that is a little bit about type twos. Type threes, correlated with fire, they have a very different movement. They're the second extroverted movement. They have a push forward movement. That's a movement that pushes forward with determination. And whereas the type one energy that's extroverted is like a very light, buoyant up and out, effervescent kind of like soda bubbles, <laughs> type threes is moving forward with an umph. It's very solid. It's very substantial. And Type threes have the natural gift of moving things into action and getting things done and getting things done quickly. Type fours is the last introverted energy and correlated with earth. They have a quality of being placid and have a inner stillness. They have a gift of a keen eye and noticing what's out of balance in a system or like a bigger picture. They are some words correlated with type fours, precision, black and white, logical. They're very deep philosophical people, very deeply philosophical with their feelings and their thoughts. I had already talked a bit about the secondary energies, how they play a big part. So we all have like a different lineup of, you know, some of us could be double extroverts, could be a three, one or a one, three or double introverts, four, two, two, four, or you could be a combination where your dominant and secondary is a mix. 
that was a really big revelation to me when I realized that I'm a mix of a dominant introverted energy followed by an extroverted energy. I'm a dominant two, secondary one. And that really helped me figure myself out. So we have all these interesting combinations of these energies. That's my quick overview, Eve. That was amazing. I'm impressed that you got got it in a short time because there's (laughs) so much I know you want to share. After only 5 million conversations trying to summarize it. (laughs) That was really spot on. So this is the first book on this topic. It's called, It's Just My Nature. And in this book, there are words to describe each number, each category, one, two, three, and four. And although like in the beginning, I was like, how do they know me? How could they say I'm a this number or that number? They don't even know me. So the truth is, (laughs) it's really, really true because the words that I read here that describe my number are the words that I've been told for my whole entire life. In fact, just today in my conversations, one conversation was to a yoga instructor in Israel and one conversation was to a friend here in Portland and one was at the container store, okay? So three different places, three people told me the same thing. You're so down to business. So yes, like I've been told that my whole life. I mean, some of the words here, mover and shaker, magnetic force. I mean, that's my favorite one. There's a lot of negative traits also, not negative, but things that you need to learn how to soften them. You need to learn how to like work with them because you can also be so powerful that you could like burn a bridge, (laughs) you know, or burn a relationship, you know, knowing this about yourself. Like I've often, often told my husband and my children, like, could you calm down? That's the worst thing you could tell a three. I mean, I'm on fire, right? You said fire is a three. Like, don't tell me to calm down. I told them last week, I said, instead of saying, could you calm down? You should say, mom, you seem so excited about that. Isn't that much better? It's just like a little switch. It doesn't like kill me, like squench my, my fire. But the words, I mean, complex, encouraging, daring, abrupt, enterprising. I mean, there's like a hundred words here and there's lists and lists for all types. And when you read your list, you're like, that's me. I did this with all my children. And for some of them, it was very hard to figure out like exactly what they were. But for those that were like, that's me. I mean, there was this feeling of understanding yourself. And what's really, really cool about it. And Rachel, maybe you'll talk a little more soon about this is how we could understand all of those people, the relationships in our life, the ones that we hold so near and dear to us, the complicated ones that we're like, I don't get them. Why are they acting like this? And then having this aha moment of, oh, because this is their nature. And now how can I work with them to support them best? Rachel, pull me apart a little bit. Let's do just like maybe five minutes. You know, I want to learn something new about myself. And for all of the type threes out there, they could learn about themselves. And then maybe we'll do a little bit of you. You're a type two. So like I had mentioned, if you have learned enough about the facial features you're looking for, that you should be able to look at any face and you will predominantly see their dominant energy in their face. So I have a picture of Eve. The amazing thing I love so much about this is the consistency between a person's nature, their facial features, and then the elements of their wardrobe could fit with their nature. You use like all the same words. That's how it's congruent, you know and how it all goes together. So for a type three person, you're going to see a lot of swift lines, angles, geometric shapes, in addition to some other things in their face. So what you can see in Eve, 
you can see, and it's subtle because I believe Eve is a secondary two. And anytime you have a secondary two, it is going to soften the facial features a little bit. But you can see in her eyebrows, if you hold up a line before it like curves downward, there is a swift angle upward in the beginning part of her eyebrow that goes past the center of her eye. That's kind of what makes that swift upward angle that makes it a type three line. You can see the intensity and the passion in their nature through their eyes. Also, one very common type three nose is one that's just a little more fleshy, a little wider in the nose bridge and at the tip. And Eve has that as well. They tend to have deeper creases, like maybe when they smile, especially. And then they can have multiple smile lines, which I think you might have. It's a little hard for me to tell. Overall, your face shape, Eve, I think is a little more oval. I think that might be sometimes you can see some sharper angles in a type three's overall face shape and like a more structured jawline. A classic type three skin is larger pores and it creates this very textured look. And any of these features are not going to be seen in every type three face, but you're going to see, you know, the majority of the face shows a person's dominant energy type features. So I have noticed that you have classic type three skin. My mother is a type three and she has the classic type three skin. And it, it's a textured, like more rugged look that kind of reflects the more kind of substantial strength in, I think, the type three's personality. Mm -hmm. Very earthy, textured. I don't know if those qualities resonate with you, but that is very classic, that skin. Nice. Tell us a little bit about a type two. Yeah, so I was gonna, I took a little selfie here. <laughs> so with a type two, so you'll see that I have just like very rounded eyebrows with just no sharp angles at all compared to Eve's, for instance. I have just very almond eyes. Almond eyes are just a very classic type two eye shape. So classic shapes of a type two are rounded, rectangle, and oval, an S-curve. And so you'll see in my nose, I have an S-curve on my nose bridge. Type twos often have like very unstructured cheekbones. And in fact, when we get a little older, and I've started to notice this on myself, and things start to sit out just a little bit. There might be, you know, I think this is the most awful word, but what, what can be called jowls? <laughs> she calls type two elongated cheek, which I just love. And I have to say, when I started to see that on myself, like last year, I was like, oh my gosh. And then I was like, oh, but that's just my nature. I'm a type two. It's an S curve. <laughs> like, and it made me just like love that I'm just aging into my type two-ness, which would not have happened if it weren't for this system is to kind of like embrace your like imperfections or whatever it is that God created you as like the lines around my face. Like right. I could have mistaken that and, you know, went on a Botox binge or who knows? Right. I mean, I, I wouldn't do that, but I could just imagine that sometimes we could be so critical about how we look and really what you're doing is like, just see it. And this is part of everything about you. This is part of your nature. This is part of who you are. Like in physical ways, but also in deeper ways, emotional, just right. everything all in one. So that's really cool to kind of like wrap ourselves around that. Yeah. So I just prepared some thoughts on how knowing that I'm a dominant type two has impacted me and my understanding of me and then of my understanding how energy profiling has helped me understand others and has it impacted my life like outside of me. So I think one of the biggest revelations I had upon learning about the system and learning who I am is the type two energy is an introverted energy, like I said. And one of our gifts that I didn't quite 
exactly touched on is bringing a certain calm and grace to a relationship or to a room or essentially just being is like one of our gifts is like something that we can like give to the world. And that was a tremendous like revelation for me because growing up, we live in a very kind of a type three culture actually. And Carol Tuttle like types all the countries. We live in a type three country, the United States. And, you know, we meet a person and we ask, what do you do? We're very much about like doing and like achieving. And although we all have to get things done in life, that's never been my strength. And it's always made me feel on some level critical of myself. And I never valued that just having a certain energy with my being because of how I was created could be a value in and of itself. And it just took a tremendous amount of pressure off that meet my best didn't need to look like a type three at their best, a type one at their best or type four at their best. And then of course, you know, every person is a unique individual, no matter what type they are, but it took the pressure off and let me appreciate things that I never considered as gifts before that maybe I considered weaknesses. You know, I'm a big homebody. I more naturally put the time and energy into the closer relationships in my life. And I don't have like a really large circle of friends or close friends, you know, I'm more inward, but in those opportunities and with what I can give to those relationships, it's something unique that only, you know, my energy type can give to the world. And so that was huge for me in my self-confidence and in my accepting myself and understanding why God may have put me into the world, into my little spot, you know, in the course of human history in the world. So huge. It's like taking a seed, let's say for like an apple tree and treating it like a tomato bush or, you know, treating it like something that it's not like, it's not going to flourish. It's not going to really do anything good to it. It's still going to become a tomato, even if we treat it like an apple, right? But it's going to be a really rotten tomato. And sometimes if we compare ourselves to, you know, how come I'm not like her? How come I don't look like that, act like that? How come I'm not as driven? All these things, it could be really damaging to who we are. Right. It's so beautiful that you were able to embrace your, I would say, very feminine, gentle, soft nature. I read in this book that number two dominant women make the best mothers, right? They're so nurturing, right? I mean, but you could look at yourself and say, how come I'm not X? Right. And that would be a tragedy. Right. And the second thing I was going to say is, I mean, I don't know if we make the best mothers, but I think we make a very specific kind of mother that I appreciate more now. You know, I was going to give the example that I put my kids to bed the way I put them to bed. There are so many nuanced details of like how I put them all to bed, like the songs that I sing to this child and to that child and to that child. <laughs> like I could never, you know, give it over to like anyone putting my kids to bed for me. And then there's this type three mother who I know from another community. And she literally, she just says, good night, love you. And they just like walk off to their beds, <laughs> boom, done. And my husband and I were kind of like, huh, like that's pretty cool. There's like two hours back to our night, but it wouldn't be me. And I know that, you know, my children's, you know, souls have chosen me to be their type two mother. And that feels empowering. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So this is kind of my favorite part because if you haven't noticed for my friends out there, I kind of like color. Okay. And actually one of the words in the type three is vivid. Okay. And my kids are always like toned down, toned down, mom. Well, I must say through the decades of my life, 
there have been times where, like, for example, I spent a decade living in Jerusalem, Israel. And during that time, I was living in a very ultra-Orthodox community where it was the norm for women to wear black. Like black was really, I don't know if it was in, it's definitely thinning, right? It's a thinning color. I mean, I had four kids in, in like six years there. So, you know, I was wearing a lot of black. I was wearing a lot of gray, but I was definitely not really feeling alive with how I was dressing. And when Rachel and this whole system taught me that black actually is not a great color and gray is not a great color for a type three, it was the most freeing, liberating thing to go through my closet and, you know, like um, Mary Kondo, like does this spark joy? So I went through my closet and I did a combination of dressing your truth and does this spark joy? And I gave like a handful, like a big, big load of black and gray clothing to women that love it that's more of a type four is that right black is for type fours gray is for type twos okay this is a little swatch I don't need it anymore but I actually keep it with me in my purse and when I go to a store I just make sure that I'm in my color palette that it's working for me I really don't need it anymore but it's basically correct me if I'm wrong it's all the primary colors with a little bit of black in it she says they're hues. I don't know if primary color is not, I don't know if that's the term, but they're hues, which is pure color with a certain amount of black and it creates oh. a real richness. So like, for example, this shirt, this color, I don't know what it's called, like raspberry or I don't know, but it's like a deep color. It's like a pink with black in it. It's rich and dynamic like you. Thank <laughs> you. I mean, my favorite, favorite color is this turquoise. Mm. I have a lot of turquoise. But I never knew that I could wear brown. That was something that like, I don't think I owned one thing of brown, but now I wear it with pride. That's so great. it's been fun. Okay, show us the other colors. So here are the type one colors. So they are pure color with any amount of white added. So it'll give just a freshness and a brightness to a color that reflects the fresh, bright personalities of a type one. And you'll see in the patterns, the patterns are smaller and it creates more of a cuteness which you will also see in type one people. They're just naturally cute. We love making women feel strong and empowered and happy. It's very, very fulfilling to really help women feel their best. So I think you have like a huge career ahead of you because we kind of need, we need a little handholding and we need a little bit of more insight. Sometimes we need someone else to tell us these things. And then it's like, yes, that makes so much sense. It sounds super dreamy to me. So maybe something's in the making. I did it one time with someone in the community. I did a wardrobe, like a FaceTime wardrobe date with her to go through her clothes for her type. And it was really fun. You're the type two. I'm the type three, push it forward, make it happen. That's right. So I'll help you. We'll, we'll combine Perfect. Okay, let's see the other ones. Okay. Here are the type two colors. So they're soft, they're subtle. There's like an elegance to them. And here are the patterns. And when I look at this, I have to like take a deep breath and go, ah, <laughs> you know, it's just like soothing and nothing is in your face. It's all very, it felt a little restricting at first to think like, really, like I can only wear these colors. And I can't say I'm perfect with my own wardrobe just for practical purposes, but I really only feel my best in these colors. And so, you know, we all want to feel our best all the time. So yeah, type fours have, they are the bold striking people. She uses all these little catch terms for each person. So they are the bold striking person. And 
they're very bold colors. And then you can see like with the patterns, there's a lot of stark contrast, you know, between the black and the white. You'll see a lot of lines, like geometric parallel lines. Is it true, correct me if I'm wrong, the type four is also very black and white in their thinking, right? Yes. Yep. Right. I'm very easygoing and flexible, but a type four, I have one child that's a type four and they do wear a lot of black and white. It really suits them, but it's yep. also their, their whole personality is like very concrete. Yes. They have black and white thinking just like they can wear black and white. It all correlates. This struck me once because type two is the only type that can wear gray in this system. And it occurred to me, one of my biggest challenges in life is creating boundaries. I have so much gray zone in my brain. Like when it comes to disciplining my children and like, do I decide on this? Do I decide on that? Gray zones are like a big struggle for me. And it occurred to me, it's like the type two color is gray. <laughs> it makes so much sense. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So Rachel asked me to pull out, like she said, pull out two of your favorite outfits to show. And we'll talk about like clothing and how it all works together. So this dress, when I came into the store, it was literally calling my name, like buy me, buy me. <laughs> my husband tells me that it's sharp. It has like edges to it. It's crazy. It's like ribbed and I don't even know what it's doing or how it keeps its shape but it was the color and it was the texture that really, really was like, oh, I need that so bad. <laughs> I love uh, it. And I'm gonna choose just one more. So this is a dress, it's see-through. So I wear like a slip dress underneath it that has sleeves and everything. So it's nice and modest, but it's an embroidered piece of material with a lot of type three colors. Mm -hmm. You got like the turquoise and the maroon and the browns and the oranges. So I don't know. It just has a lot of different texture. The zippers are very type three. Yes. They create like that added texture. I would say that's such a great like dominant three secondary two outfit because in this system, you're always supposed to stick with your colors, but then you can modify the other four elements to float back and forth between your dominant and your secondary. And I see Eve wearing a lot of two elements in her dress. So there's that it's like a soft, like flowing fabric. The detail in the embroidery is kind of more two oriented, like the floral, but then there's the texture that's more type three. And then there are the colors that's type three. So it's a perfect combination that reflects your energy. Can I show one more? I don't know. I'm not even sure if this is really a type three. I'm not sure, but it's very, very vibrant and vivid. This is from one of my favorite stores in Israel, Daniela Fay. And there's a couple things. First of all, the material, the fabric was like yelling my name. Okay. Mm -hmm. I cannot walk away. There's a pleat, like a triangle. I think I'm number threes are triangular. So yeah. there's like a little pleat that opens up to give an interesting back. And then the bottom is angled. I don't know if you could see, but it's shorter in the front than in the back. That angle that like where it's lower in the back, because it's rounded though. So that's a very type two design line but the triangular pleat is type three so it's kind of combo the pattern is 100% type three there is just a lot going on and type threes can have the most going on like on your plate it just brings forth who you are so it's amazing okay tell me show me what you got okay so this is just one of my like classic shoves up it's here so this is a very type two soft subtle pink um, and with these cards, it doesn't have to be perfect, but you'll notice it should be in harmony with the card. <laughs> it doesn't have to be on there exactly. And 
you'll see an oval shape in the neckline, which is a type two shape. Whatever kinds of sleeves these are called, this is like classic, classic type two. It's just very flowy. The fabric is really nice and soft and it just flows with like the pleats and the way it's cut. And then I just picked like one of my favorite necklaces, which is, just has that detail oriented antique look, which is very type two and that sort of like more elegant, subtle way. I don't wear anything big that doesn't really feel right on me. And I also have a secondary one, which makes me want some smaller pieces even more so. And this is one of my favorite skirts. It just has like lace, can be very specifically type two. It's a pretty subtle contrast between the back color and the front color. One of my favorite dresses of all time that my very sweet mother, she let me borrow it. And then she's type three, but she wears a ton of different things because she just loves clothes and different styles. But she saw it. I mean, she was like, Rachel, you have to have this dress. And so she gave it to me. And it's like the classic type two piece that I have. The S's, it's like a cascading waterfall. The color, you know, who would think that like gray is like such a fun or such like an elegant color, but on type twos, it's this beautiful, elegant color. And then the rest of it is just like really fluid and flowing. So those are my pieces. So much fun. I forgot to show just some jewelry. So with that yellow dress, this is the piece that I wear with it. It's a little chunky. <laughs> this is another favorite of mine. It's, I don't know, it looks kind of like a belt. It looks like half a belt, but it's the color and it's very bold and it's just very different. It's asymmetrical too. Asymmetry is like the classic type three thing. Okay. <laughs> well, this was so much fun. And I do want to close up just by seeing why this is so important, you know, really like bringing it all down together. You know, we're all on a journey to find ourselves and to understand ourselves and to love ourselves. And it's quite a journey. I mean, we go through therapy and coaching and workshops and self-development. And I mean, everyone is on this journey in their own way. We're trying to figure out who we are because when we start finding that out, we could really start to love ourselves, love the people around us, and ultimately really, really connect to our creator in a deeper, meaningful way. So this is very holy work. I mean, it's interesting. You could say like shopping and clothing. I mean, it's, it's just like, so, you know, I don't know. Like superficial. Superficial, mundane. It's so physical. It's so, but the truth is when I go shopping, before I walk into a store, I always say a little prayer. I say, God, please help me find the right thing. The thing that's just perfect for me, what I need, what I could afford, <laughs> you know, make it be modest, make it really reflect who I am on the inside. I just mutter like a few lines, like putting it up there, like, please help me. And I kind of feel like the way you dress is bigger than superficial. It's actually a big part of who we are as Jewish women. When we go out there in the world, we're representing God right? We're supposed to be a mamlechet kohanim v'goy kadosh, a holy priestly nation. That's what we're supposed to be. So really getting dressed in the morning, it should be fun. It should have meaning to it. You know, put effort into it. It's okay. It's not superficial. It's actually holy work. We're really delving a little bit deeper into who we are with this whole system, this amazing energy profiling. And I just want to thank Rachel for coming on, being so brave and teaching us, or at least sparking our interest in this whole new world. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to go look it up. Tell us like some of the links and some ways that we could find you if we have questions. 
Sure. I would love to talk to anyone who has any more questions about anything. Carol Tuttle has a lot of different ways of being found on the internet. And I, every time I tell someone how to find her, like I just search for Carol Tuttle. There's a liveyourtruth.com. There's a my.liveyourtruth.com. If you just search for Carol Tuttle, energy profiling, dressing your truth, you should get somewhere. And Rachel, there is a, some of her stuff is only like paid or through a membership, but there's a lot of free content. There is, even though I am completely, you know, personally obsessed, I have not paid for a thing. There is a tremendous amount of free content that she puts out there. Sure, she really has a very deep drive to put this information out in the world to help people. So there's a lot to access for free. And we just want to say, have fun, have fun with it. And may we all really know ourselves and love ourselves and celebrate ourselves. Thank you for listening. We value that you are a part of our community. Be sure to check out our other podcast episodes and to learn more about the work that we do at Inspired Jewish Women. Please check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website at www.inspiredjewishwomen.com. Notice that we use the word woman and not woman in plural, because Jewish women are most powerful when we bond together and we together can create amazing, positive changes in the world. Bye for now. Hope to see you again soon so we could continue this conversation.